It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Well, it's Monday again, Monday at 7. Remember, the two mics on the National Security Hour every week, Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You don't want to miss it. Remember, this is AmericaOutloud.news, the new website, AmericaOutloud.news, okay? So let me just open the show. There's so many important things. Just last week, uh, we had reporters in Washington, D.C. making jokes about assassinating President Trump when he was at, at the court last Thursday. And you had five or six Metro police standing around having a little chat with them. And nobody ever said, hey, wait a minute, that could be a real threat. You know, and they even mentioned something like JFK's assassination. We still haven't heard anything. Today is Monday, right? So I don't understand how that works out. And then you have all these people around the country worried about what's protesting here, there, and everywhere. And last week, again, we have a new documentary, including the Pope from Italy, where it's like a human right that people should come into your country without a border, and you should be able to cater them and give them all your money that you worked hard for that you don't even get. So with that, I want to bring on Dr. Mike. Say welcome back, Dr. Mike. Welcome back. All righty. And today we have a very special guest. I mean, you want to talk about an American patriot. Let me tell you something. If you live in the northwest part of Georgia or you live in Georgia, you better go light a candle and thank God tomorrow after you hear this, because we're bringing back with us Senator Colton Moore, who's on the National Security Hour today to discuss a letter that he wrote and how bad things are in Georgia. So, Senator Moore, welcome to the National Security Hour. Oh, gentlemen, thank you so much. Both of you are patriots yourself. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here as always. Senator Moore, you wrote this letter and we have a copy. I'd like you to discuss this on the National Security Hour today. The feelings that you had writing this, it must have been horrible, but just let's, let's give the listeners around the globe a uh, what you're talking about and basically how bad it is right now, just in Georgia. And that's just one state. Yeah, no, I mean, it's um, it's bad everywhere you turn. You know, uh, just a couple months ago, we uh, we had a local ambulance driver in my hometown. Uh, he was picking up somebody who was overdosing on fentanyl. We know fentanyl is all across the country. The, the, the most disastrous drug we've ever seen in our lifetimes. You know, we used to think methamphetamine up on the mountain was bad. But, uh, you know, fentanyl coming out of Mexico is way worse this ambulance driver picks up this guy. He's got the powder on his arm and he's driving down the road to the hospital. And, you know, he's probably scratching his nose or whatever. And next thing you know, the ambulance driver says, my whole world closes in on me. And he wakes up at the hospital and he has to be treated for the fentanyl, just like the guy in the back of the ambulance. So now our first responders are having to carry around Narcan, not for citizens who are overdosing, but for themselves. And, and then, you know, we where I come from in northwest Georgia, we're on a border with Alabama and Tennessee. We've got Interstate 59 that cruises through my district, and that is a corridor for anything coming out of South Texas to Washington or to New York. So we've got immigrant buses 
you know, cruising through. And sometimes these immigrants tell the bus driver, they're like, hey, man, these mountains look pretty. We just want to stop right here. Reminds us of back home, I guess. And, and then we've got our sheriff out there who's like begging them to get back onto the bus, telling them we provide no services. We've got Airbnbs, vacation rentals. My parents, that's how um, that's how they pay their mortgage through an Airbnb. And my dad walks outside here a few months back and it's like 20 Venezuelans out in the front yard, all with brand new cell phones, uh, brand new shoes. You know, the, the run of the mill, what you expect of one of these human trafficking groups. And they had rented the house as a little Texas family that was just going to go on vacation. Uh, but when they got there, they dropped them all off on a little micro bus. And, um, you know, obviously, my, my dad's a little upset about this. And they say, well, OK, well, you know, we're going to leave. We're going to leave. Well, we we tell Airbnb about this. And sure enough, this same family that rented our house had rented five other houses in the area. They were moving. The cartel was moving about 100 people through town and they were stopping in our neck of the woods. These are indentured servants for the most part, right? These are people who, you know, it costs $15,000, 12,000. I've heard different numbers. It's well over 10 now to pay the cartel to get across the border. Many of these people haven't seen that much money in generations. So they become indentured servants. So they work for the cartel. The cartel gets them a job. And, you know, you think the cartel's got a good accounting firm? You think after you've worked yourself <laughs> to death that they're going to say, hey, go free? I don't think so. So that's what no. we're dealing with here in Georgia. Dr. Mike? Yeah, it's it's an incredible situation we have, Senator, and your letter is very strong and very pointed. But uh, my goodness, uh, I, I think that, that the situation it can tend to be hopeless at the moment unless Trump gets reelected. I, I don't yeah, know how- I had a discussion- um, I'm sorry, go ahead. Lieutenant Governor, um, just a, a few days ago, and- you know, he, he said what and to, he said the same thing. He said, you know, I think our situation, we're going to have to wait on Trump to become president. And uh, I don't think that's the case. I I think Georgia right now, if we had an attorney general who would stand up with a backbone, uh, we ought to be suing the federal government right now for what the disaster has cost us so far. Well, then I use that money uh, to deport, to declare an invasion, to start tariffing Mexico. So, I mean, I go to a, a local Lions Club meeting back home. And I got the superintendents of the area coming up to me and they're saying, Colton, we don't know what to do. You know, we've got 30, 40 illegals showing up at our school. The Supreme Court says we have to teach them. You know, they're um, they're supposed to be in the eighth grade. They've got a fourth grade reading level. And we have to go hire someone that speaks Spanish to translate for them and try to bring them up to this eighth grade reading level. They end up costing like three times the amount of what a citizen would cost to educate. And, and who pays for that? It's not the state. It's not the federal government. It's your local taxpayers that are end up having to pay for this. So think about the millions of dollars just in my own district, you know, the, the extra cost in public safety, the extra cost in education, the extra cost in health care. All of those things should be consolidated and put into a lawsuit. And we ought to be suing the federal government. Do it now. And when Trump gets elected, you know, maybe he'll stroke the check back to us and we can settle out of court. Well, I, Mike, I, go ahead. I want to ask him. Mike, go ahead. I want to ask him a question, but you go first. Go ahead. I didn't mean to suggest we didn't shouldn't do anything now. What I meant to suggest was that no one's going to do anything. Even you know the southern states, uh, their governors and their um, uh, have more or less behaved as uh, have the northerners in this. Uh, they don't want to deal with it. They they I don't know why they think they can't or shouldn't. 
because they're all being paid by someone, Mike, to bring in cheap labor. So let's go right to it. The businesses that are hiring these people should be supporting. Now, Colton, you just said something about the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court, I, just tell me what that means. They ruled that we have to do this? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and regardless of citizenship status, you have to be able to educate a child in your in your public school. How um, long ago was that? I, you know, I'm not sure. Um, I, I could have told you a couple months ago when when I first yeah. learned about it myself. Um, but but you know, you talk about the the people looking for the uh, the cheap labor. Um, I had a I had a border crisis hearing. I'm the, I'm the chairman of interstate cooperation here in Georgia in the Senate, and uh, I had a border crisis hearing, and I invited in a bunch of Texans. I had a Texas prosecutor, a Texas judge, a Texas sheriff. I had our major general, the Georgia National Guard. I brought in Tom Homan, Trump's ICE director. And you start asking these Texans, what's the solution? Obviously, there's a problem. Obviously, you traveled from Texas to Georgia to give us warning of something. What's the solution? And they say, you know, you if you go to Mexico and you ask somebody, what's the difference between the government and the cartel? It's synonymous. It's one and the same. So they uh -huh. said, you, you have to end up costing the cartel more in legitimate goods and trade than illegitimate goods and trade. You have to cost the government of Mexico more in legitimate than illegitimate. So what is what's a good example of this? Well, during COVID, Governor Abbott of Texas shut the border down. Any vehicle crossing the border had to go through a Texas vehicle safety inspection. Well, we know how government works. Not very good. So then all the vehicles are backed up into Mexico. And it took four days and all of the governors of the different provinces of Mexico go to Abbott and they're begging, please open the border back up. But you know what those Texans said? You know who finally convinced Abbott to open the border back up? The, the Texas Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> yeah. So if we want to shut the border down, if we want to get serious, that that's a great way to do it. Because then Mexico is like, well, well, darn. You know, selling fentanyl and and, and selling slavery uh, is, you know, that's that we're not making as enough money as much as we're losing in legitimate trade. You know, well, we, we know how to knock them out. We know how to knock them out. You right. got to knock them out in commerce. You got to stop the remission, remittance payments at the Walmart with the Western unions. You could shut all this stuff down with banking. If there's no money going back to families back there, we could knock them out. The problem is who's going to stand up or how many more Colton Moore's. Colonel Mike, Dr. Mike's, can we get? I have no idea. I'm asking you and I'm asking Dr. Mike. There's much more we can do. Now, this Supreme Court thing really turned my stomach because even if it's an old issue that they said years ago, why not let the Supreme Court and their relatives pay for this? I mean, who a Supreme Court just can't rule that we got to constantly spend money. It's not, I'm sure it's not just your state and your, your district. It's the whole country, right? So- yeah, right. Just last night, I mean, just just last week, they had on PBS. There's a, and I'll send it to you. There's a new documentary by a, an Argentinian guy, and he's he's live in Palm Springs, California, with a West African guy, and they showed this documentary to a Pope, uh, whatever his name is now, the Don, and uh, it, they're saying it's a human right. All countries must open their borders. Europe and America, just open the borders, be nice, let us in, and you can give us resources because you're rich. So let me ask you, when you grew up and Mike grew up and I grew up, we we never knew this was coming down the pike. We're, we're financing wars that we don't need. We're doing all this crazy stuff. So now you have a West African guy on our public taxpayer dollar 
PBS TV on the Amon Poor show telling us that, you know, this is a human right. We don't need the border between Mexico and America. Just let us in. And, you know, but you know what? Even if we gave them a paper that said you're not getting a penny, they'll figure a way out to make money. So I think commerce is the way to go. Dr. Mike, you go. Go ahead. Yeah, I also think there's a role for the military. I think Mexico has to be teach, taught a lesson here. And uh, certainly there may be enough of the military left to be able to uh, uh, take out a lot of the cartel. But it's got to be more than that in the long run. Uh, it's a, it's, it, this is more than an act of war that they've been staging against us forever. But they're, they're, they're backed up by the U.S. Congress, by the Supreme Court, by uh, the Chamber of Commerce. There's a lot of dredging that has to be done before this country is fixed in terms of um, uh, the people who have run this country, because they're not just failures, but they're criminals. All of this stuff that's going on is could be perfectly taken care of by laws that are already on the books. And uh, they, they're not, uh, you know, the president, his only job is to, uh, to uh, execute the laws and he refuses to do it. So how, in my mind, uh, what, what's really struck me in the past six weeks is what do we do with the policemen and the border guards and the U.S. military members who are assisting the entry of those people into this country because they've been ordered to, and yet they know that that order is illegal? We can't keep that kind of con those kind of people in our military, I wouldn't think, or in police forces or in border patrols. They've 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 shouted a lot. Their unions have well, the military doesn't have unions, but the other ones have a union, and they shouted a lot. But the about the border and the dangers that's accumulating for America, but at the same time, they just go to work every day and help uh, another thousand people get across the border, and uh, you know, uh, in the in Arizona and in Texas and in all over the place. What right, do we do with that bunch of people? Let Colton answer that. Go yeah. ahead, Sam. Yeah, no, I'd be glad to, um, you know, I had the major general, of the Georgia National Guard at, at that committee hearing I was talking about earlier. And I was trying to think of a really good question to ask him that would get the answer that I needed. And, you, you know, you hear politicians say you hear it in Georgia all the time. We've got Georgia National Guard troops down at the border. You know, there, there's a guy running for Congress in Georgia. His name's Mike Dugan. Um, he said, you know, he goes down to the border and he meets with the Georgia National Guard troops and his in his post on social media is here I am with the Georgia National Guard troops is Joe Biden um, leaves our border open. Look at our Georgia National Guard troops down here at the border. And people think, well, well, golly, I, we got Georgia National Guard troops down at the border. They're doing something. So I asked this major general, I said, are, are our soldiers, are they in any type of harm's way down at the border? Oh, and he says, well, no, Senator, they're, they're not. They're just working for, um, for the Border Patrol. They're doing administrative work for the Border Patrol. So our Georgia National Guard, who are they working for? They're working for the Commander-in-Chief, Joe Biden. And what is Joe Biden doing? Joe Biden is sending the migrants, the illegal immigrants, our way. So our Georgia National Guard, citizens think that they're actually doing something to protect them as citizens. And, and unfortunately, they're, they're only, you know, part of the problem. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. It's a, it's one of those things where it's like trying to force all those uh, soldiers and Marines and uh, sailors and near, uh, Coast Guardsmen to take the vax. 
They had no right to do that, but no, nobody tried to ex obstruct them. They they threw out 400,000 of them, is, is what I gather. And, and from what I hear, the Army hasn't met its numbers. I think the Marine Corps has. Uh, but, you know, now there's there's talk of a draft. And it's like, well, you, you forced all these people to take a vaccine. Everybody left. And then now what are you going to do? Draft them all back in and force them to get another vaccine? It's like, or, what type or, of world are we living in? Or what do you do with those who are in the Army or in the armed forces and are vaxxed, who acquiesced in an illegal order? Yeah, it's 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 very disheartening. Very, I mean, think think about um, you know, even basic training. I don't. You can just go to YouTube now and look at basic training. You know, they got rid of the shark attack, and and now they do team building exercises uh, in the army when they hop off the uh, hop off the bus. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, we're coming down to the first break. Uh, let me just say we're we're going to continue this on the other side. But you're on the National Security Hour. On the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network on iHeartRadio, the voice of freedom, the out loud truth, where you come to hear military and intel experts. America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on the iHeartRadio Network. You can also hear us on the media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps on Apple, Android, Alexa. That's AAA. We stream 24-7, and now you can hear them on the podcast on the same apps. All of the shows on the National Security Hour, go up typically one or two days after the broadcast is heard on Talk Radio Live. You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and iHeart Podcast, and many more. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts for us, and we need that too. I mean, we get some good numbers there. We're not being biased, by the way. Be sure to make AmericaOutloud.news. It's no longer .com. As of January 1st, we're AmericaOutloud.news. Daily stop for the latest news and happenings, 24-7. We all must do our part and share the stories, the articles, and the videos so we can help secure America's future. And you see what we're talking about today. All righty. So with that, with liberty and justice for all, we're going to go to our first commercial break, visit the sponsors, and we will see you on the other side. Lean, pure, with premium ingredients, Global Healing's Pure Plant Protein, offers 20 grams of protein per scoop, and it's the perfect way to maintain and build lean muscle while indulging yourself. It combines enzymes and probiotics to maximize nutrient absorption, improving digestion, and your gut health. Available in vanilla and chocolate flavors, elevate your protein consumption while supporting your overall wellness with pure plant protein. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code out loud, global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. 
go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands? What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Welcome back to the National Security Hour. Your host today, Dr. Michael Shoyer and Colonel Mike. And we have a very interesting guest, a friend of the show, Senator Colton Moore from Northwest Georgia, real patriot. And we're discussing how bad it is, what's going on with the country, the invasion, and what our country's doing, and what our government's doing, and they're doing nothing. So let's continue with Senator Moore. Senator Moore, continue on this conversation, and then we'll go to a little bit about the court system with Fannie Willis. Thank you for coming back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, what a time to be alive. Um, <laughs> the the, um, the immigration, I was talking to a, a state trooper um, recently, a couple months back, and he said, you know, he said, when Donald Trump was president, he said, we could pull over an 18-wheeler and it would be loaded down with illegal aliens. He said, and we would call up ICE and ICE would be there directly and, and take care of business. He says, today we pull over a truck and it'd be loaded down with someone human trafficking these individuals. We call up ICE. ICE doesn't respond. And we have no other mechanism to do anything else. So we have to let them go. So we have a governor, Governor Kemp, who when he campaigned, he said, I got a big truck, carry off criminal illegals myself. Well, apparently he sold the truck (laughs) because right now our state troopers can do absolutely nothing when a truck pulls in loaded down with illegal aliens. Well, it, it, it really is a situation where our, our, we're disintegrating into a, uh, a dictatorship. Uh, you know, the governors are so afraid of Biden or they've been bought off, as the colonel said, by, by economic interests, by the World Economic Forum, by whatever it is. You know, we're ruled by executive orders. Uh, why bother to pass a law when it's going to be ignored all the time? And it, it, it is a conundrum for us. You know, it is uh, in a country that was born to be uh, essentially uh, self-governing. Uh, so many, you, you would think that one of the answers would be to restore to the states an enormous amount of the powers that have been sucked up by the federal government since Lincoln. And uh, but these people who 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 uh, have laws that they can use don't use them, and the electorate seems uh, passive or or ignorant or out of the loop or whatever you want to say. It's it's very difficult to know what comes next if you can't get the people who are being you know ruined by this uh, uh, illegal immigration as in Texas immediate immediately ruined uh, in Texas in. Arizona, in New Mexico, uh, California. What well, comes, how do you organize that, sir? How, how do you organize a response? The, the Democrat, the Republicans will need not only Trump in office, but they'll have to have an enormous majority or a significant majority, at least in both houses. Let Colton read a little bit of that letter, Mike. Hang on a second. Colton, do you have that letter open with you? 
No, no, un- unfortunately, I don't. No, I've got I've got a bunch of Fonnie Willis stuff in front of me. That's that's all right. Why don't, we, why don't we Why don't we do that? And then Mike and I can just we'll get the letter in there. We'll pull it up. But uh, why don't you pull up some some of that Fannie Willis stuff? We could discuss that real quick. Yeah, I mean we've we've got uh, we've got Fonnie Willis uh, here in Georgia. You talk about uh, falling into authoritarianism. That's uh, it's become very clear. Uh, that we have an authoritarian who is flexing her power in every way that she can. Uh, she has taken 19 political prisoners, uh, including a fellow senator of mine, a sitting member of the Republic, who's now had to spend roughly $600,000 in legal fees to defend himself. Uh, we've got another senator who um, is apparently a co-conspirator who is afraid to speak because he, um, you know, he doesn't want to bring himself into any more jeopardy with Fonnie Willis. And it's like, my goodness, you represent 200,000 people as a member of this republic, and you are chilling your voice. You know, all of these people, Donald Trump, you know, the fellow senator, all of these people, what were they doing? They were questioning the integrity of an election, which you have a First Amendment right to do, to petition your government and question integrity. And meanwhile, how many people now are going to be willing to question the integrity of an election because now they could face the rest of their life in a penitentiary by someone like Fonnie Willis. Fonnie Willis is the district attorney in Fulton County who has taken RICO laws in Georgia, and she's charged all these people as if they are a part of a mafia. And, you know, ultimately scheduling the dates in coordination with Washington, D.C. to make sure they can hinder Donald Trump in any way that they possibly can. But whether you like Donald Trump or not. It would be obstruction of justice and also obstruction of an election, no? Yeah, absolutely. And and, and this is, you know, people are kind of surprised a little bit um, that Fonnie Willis was taking taxpayer money uh, with the latest motion and she was giving it to an attorney. And then that attorney apparently was having lavish vacations with her down in Florida. (laughs) <laughs> and, and this is coming from uh, one of the defendants who's getting a divorce. His wife is uh, subpoena uh, and Fonnie Willis uh, for this information. But, you know, how many of these types of things have to come out before my fellow so-called Republican colleagues agree to get on board and do something about it? I mean, I've been calling to defund Fonnie Willis for, for three months. Could not get not one other Republican in the Georgia Senate to agree with me. I've called for an investigation into Fonnie Willis. Could not get not one Republican senator to agree with me. Now, a lot of people say, well, why is that? Well, some of these so-called Republicans, they think that, well, you know, these 19 people, they must be guilty of something, and we trust the justice system and let the justice system play out. But look at the corruption that you see in the justice system, and you're not going to put a check and balance on that as a sitting member of the Senate? Some senators, I think, agree that there is a problem here, but the way our laws are set up here recently, the governor has raked in millions and like tens of millions of dollars in campaign funds that they're worried are going to be used either against them uh, or they'd like to get some of it themselves. And the governor has literally said, Fonnie Willis has done nothing wrong. Let the system play its way out. And they're following his lead. And like you said, complete authoritarianism. Gosh. Dr. Mike. Well, it's around, you know, same in Virginia, same in uh, all of the states you would expect to stand up and say, enough, we fought a war over this. And, uh, you know, we're not going to tolerate this. As far as I'm concerned, the the egregious behavior of the federal government is much greater than anything Lincoln ever did before the Civil War started. 
I, I'm afraid, you know, the South was more afraid of what he might do in the future regarding slavery, regarding the tariff, regarding a lot of different laws and, and processes than, uh, than, they, than they were of what was going to happen the next day. But we know now what the, what the threat is. The, you know, unlike the Confederates, we can't, they didn't have a lot of opportunity to say because of this, because of that, because of the other thing, because of uh, the fifth thing. We have a specific list of things that if this can't be fixed, secession or something else is going to have to be uh, undertaken, not as a first resort, but as a last resort. Yeah, I mean, before we get there, we, we've got every right to flex our sovereignty as a state of Georgia. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's just going to take a governor that uh, that has the gonads to do it. Um, and, and, you know, I I was one of Kemp's biggest supporters, our governor. You know, I, I think he probably does have the gonads, but the problem is he's got too much money coming in from wherever. You know, he's showing up at the World Economic Forum again this year. He was there last year. Um, and you start connecting the dots. He hasn't mentioned one word about illegal immigration from the time he got elected. And right now, it, it couldn't be any worse. It's never been this bad. And, and the mind boggling thing to me is you have Democrats, right, that, that pride themselves on being the, the party of human rights. We have more indentured servants in the country right now than we did in, in the 1800s. Yep. And they're not saying anything about it. No, because they're going to switch the vote. They're going to build up an enormous majority for the Democrats and uh, that will never get rid of them. Uh, Colton Moore, Senator Moore, let me ask him a question, Mike. Senator Moore, do you believe in this replacement theory that they speak it about everywhere now? Uh, what, is, what is the replacement theory? The Did replacement theory is basically to bring enough of these people in from Africa and South America and Latin America to replace the basic uh, citizenship here of, of the white and black a white and black population that is in America, basically to replace both white and black. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it, it's the writing on the wall. If, I mean, it's, it's blatantly obvious. Um, and, and we're letting corporations take the, take advantage of us. I mean, Delta airlines headquartered here in Atlanta and they're, they're loading up illegal aliens and, and taking federal subsidies. Um, you know, meanwhile, here in Georgia, we don't, we don't tax them any at all on their on their fuel. So wow. essentially Georgians are subsidizing illegal migrant transfers by, by these big corporations and things like the, the Chamber of Commerce, uh, forcing the hand of these top government leaders. Well, so and, you never got a free ride on Delta. I know I never did. Mike, did you ever get a free ride on Delta? I never did. All right. So somebody's paid Delta. So we, we, we could probably find out, Senator Moore, who's play, paying Delta, correct? Well, you know, when, when I had that immigration hearing, um, had a Texas legislator here too, and and one of the things that were brought up is, you know, the federal government gives a lot of money to these non-government organizations, right? Right. These non-government organizations are kind of they they essentially hide everything. If you do a Freedom of Information Act, you know, you can't get any information because now it's a private entity that's accepted these federal dollars. And one of the one of the big charities is this big Catholic charity organization for these illegal aliens. And if you go look at their board, not one member of their board of directors is even Catholic. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it for a minute. They were there one more one time. They were probably Catholic charities and Lutheran services and all that. And I wouldn't doubt it. But remember, 
most of these NGOs getting the money from the government are tied at the hip with the government. It's just an extension by being an NGO, 501c3, 4, whatever it may be, right? Right, right. Go ahead, yeah, Mike. I'm that, sorry. That makes it very difficult to uh, to find out how they're spending the money. They're they're wise about it. They're they're clever as in the way they're taking over the country. Well, is it so much over overseas money too that we don't know how it's getting in here from George Soros, from the World Economic Foundation, or Forum, from uh, all of these organizations that their only goal is to destroy the republic, and to destroy everything America has stood for and use it as what. Uh, probably a, a a place from which other people can draw food forever. Uh, but it's 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 crazy. And you've made a magnificent point, which I wish was my own. The idea that there's certainly more people enslaved in the United States today than there ever was at at in between 1861 and 1865, or even in the antebellum period. It's a magnificent point. It's not going to be very happy on the ears of our enemies, but it's got to be said, and you did say it, and it's, it's, you should be very proud of that, sir. So both gentlemen, I want to ask both of you, Dr. Mike and, and Senator Moore, AI is big now. AI has come out. We've already seen what happened in one state. They're using AI to create hamburger sandwiches or hamburgers on buns. And when you have this kind of a invasion, treason from our own government, whether it be the federal level or state level, and you have this new technology coming out, which is very dangerous. They don't even know how to work it. Even I spoke to a young gentleman yesterday who's in the IT business, and he says he's scared to death about AI. Okay. And I'm going to tell you something. When you start replacing those people that work behind a hamburger, you know, counter, whatever, fast food, what do you think is going to happen when all that unemployment's out there? And then you have all these people coming in here. That in the invasion, let's call it what it is, guys. We know what it is. It's a Trojan horse. Okay. This is the takedown of America. The communists have been working on it for years. And Senator Moore, I don't know how much more I could say thank you, thank you, thank you that there's people out there like you. And it's so sad that you're in a state you can't even get people close to you because it's all about money, fundraising, commerce, 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 and more commerce. You know, Koch brothers and the rest of them. So what do we do at that point when the high school kid can't even get a job at Wendy's or McDonald's or whatever, and all these robots are running around, and they'll probably figure out a way also to get the delivery guys to be robots, and there'll be no more Ubers. What do we do then? You know, I, I don't know. I, I, yes, I, um, I I've contemplated that myself. You know, when, when Trump was president, think about uh, we had Elon Musk talking about going to Mars and and uh, you had Starlink, the ability to get Internet anywhere in the world and all these amazing technologies. And it's like, my goodness, when you ever get the world at peace and America leading, look at the innovations that you can make and go forward. Uh, and then you look at the time that we're in now and artificial intelligence. And it's like, my goodness, I, I don't think we, we we might come to a point we don't have electricity to run AI if we continue at the current path. That's right. That's exactly right. And all, all they're doing, as the colonel has said many times, is building new uh, areas that there are new buildings that are going to be just for the sake of generating power, and it's it's a for the for uh, computers for the data AI, centers. For Mike, Mike, you talk about data centers, yes, data, data centers. centers, data centers. Yes, I'm sorry. Well, but, I'll tell you this. I mean, something I'm very familiar with: Tennessee Valley Authority, uh, living in Northwest Georgia, right? The Tennessee River runs just north of us there, and 
you know, the TVA where all the dams were created and hydropower, we've got nuclear plants. You know, since Joe Biden has been running the TVA, we've had power outages at certain times of the year. Never in the history of the TVA have we ever had blackouts until Joe Biden became president. And that's how that's how they're running the, the, the power supply of our country. It's it's a it's sure it's part of a plan. You know, if anything, people should learn from from Biden and his gangsters is that there's no coincidence. There's no coincidence that we that that we we have stopped uh, uh, producing oil. It was an order. It was a diktat from the president. All of these things, um, all of the trains that have gone off the tracks, you know, those are like the one in one in uh, Palestine in Ohio. That was not an accident. That clearly was a planned event. And there's dozens of them around the country. And yet, if you say that, uh, you know, you're a, a right wing whack job. But e eventually you have to come to be an adult and to know that there are things like coincidences in the world. But when they're happening every day or multiple times a day or a week, it's no longer anything but criminal intent. And that's we've got to come to grips with that and realize that because it's a big job we have ahead of us. No, hey, it's, guys, it's, we're coming down the last letter. couple of minutes. We're coming down the last couple of minutes. Go ahead, Colton, and you take the last couple of minutes. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, Dr. Mike, what what you just said is, you know, what I advocated for in that letter. I mean, yes, sir. The, what, what the governor is doing is treasonous. It is. You know, indeed the fact treasonous. that you let our, our, our state be invaded and then you allow someone to just tread on our constitutional rights of those questioning the integrity of an election, even including the former president. Um, it's just all treasonous. Yep. They make Sherman look like a good guy for Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Never, hey, can, know, do, you, do, you, do you know right now who's in charge of the TVA? Who's the commissioner? Is he a, is he a, a, a a Biden appointee, or he's a was there when was he was there was when Trump was president? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure that's a it's a new Biden deal, and and basically it comes from from Biden's camp, and and they were saying you know to be environmental we should just cut electricity usage. Yeah, um, you know it, it was peak power. You know everybody needs power on any given day, and you know the, that that was the rationale. We could have boosted everything up, and we could have continued power. We could have, it was it was their choice, like you said. It was definitely premeditated. Well, you know they don't uh, they don't stop using those big uh, suburban SUVs that run on gas, and they want you to run all these uh, hybrid electrics or whatever. But all right, we're going to go to the second break, end of the second segment. We're going to come up on the last segment with Senator Colton Moore. Wow, what a patriot, Georgia! You're so lucky. We'll see you on the other side. Well, the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. America Out Loud dot news was an idea, a movement, a place where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or canceled. The First Amendment is alive and well. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity.
Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill, it's a patent pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD for 25% off. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. We're back here on the National Security Hour. Dr. Michael Shoyer, Colonel Mike, every Monday, 7 p.m. We're on five days a week on AmericaOutloud.news, AmericaOutloud.news, where you want to go there to get everything you can 24-7. We're on iHeartRadio and we're on all the apps, Apple, Android, Alexa. And this is where you come to hear information from military and intel experts with Liberty and Justice for All. We're going to welcome back for the final segment, our special guest today, Senator Colton Moore, real patriot out of Northwest Georgia. Senator Moore, it's been great having you on today. And I'm going to say, I salute you, sir. Okay, you just, you're a fabulous gentleman, a great American. And I really sincerely mean that. And you're fighting to fight. It's an uphill battle. But we have a Trojan horse. We do have an invasion. We have treason, not just by the state. We have it by the federal government. Uh and if uh, we're going to try to do this. I don't know if we can. We're going to try to get your letter up there, even if we can get a link, put it into the footnotes. But people have to read what you wrote. I'm really, really proud of what you've done. Thank you, sir. Go ahead. Continue. No, I, I appreciate that very, very much. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's great coming on your show. I mean, you, you guys are like a, a battery boost. I mean, I'm running kind of low and and uh, to to find fellow patriots like yourself, and I know your listeners as well. Um, you know, that's that's what keeps us patriots going. And ultimately, the only way we're going to fix this is when more patriots like yourself say, you know what, I'm going to get involved in government. Um, you know, it, it, it's enough to just sit back and and complain all the time. But, you know, we've we've got to find our way to, to fix this problem. You know, show up at your local GOP meetings and demand that those GOP meetings get in gear. You'd, you'd be surprised if you know, you show up at your local GOP meeting and 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 find that it's just a bunch of Nikki Haley types up in there, right? Yeah. Um, yes. You know, get involved there. Get, run for office. People always tell me they're like, I I can't run for office. You know, there's probably some skeletons in my closet. Well, don't worry about skeletons in your closet. If you don't have any, they're just going to make some up. You know, do your patriotic duty. Uh, ask God for forgiveness on whatever those skeletons are, and get in there and be a patriot and fight for your country. You know, we got a we got a country to save for the next generation. Ronald Reagan told us, you know, it's only one generation away. Freedom yeah. is, and uh, we're on the thread right now. Dr. Senator, Mike, yeah, Senator Moore, I, I'd like to ask if uh, 
you're, you said you were the chairman of the Interstate Cooperation Committee in this Georgia. Right. Senate. Is that right? Do That's the, right. Do the other southern states or do all states have those kinds of committees? Uh, you know, I think uh, they're they're titled a little differently. Sometimes yeah. they run interstate cooperation in with uh, maybe state affairs or something like that. Have you uh, sent your copies of your letter to to people that you know who are in the same uh, position as you are in terms of chairmanships? No, no, I haven't. Um, I, I haven't really reached outside of the borders, uh, you know, because the fight right now is in Atlanta and Absolutely. within the borders. Uh, I did invite the Texans in last year. And uh, that, that was a, it was a three hour long hearing. Um, if, you, if you go to Google, I think you can type in uh, interstate cooperation, Georgia uh, border crisis hearing. And I think you can find it there. It's three hours long. Uh, had one Democrat and one Republican, former law enforcement, um, who were questioning. It was funny, the Democrat on that committee, he's like, I don't know, am I getting set up here? And I was like, listen, these Texans, they can handle any question you got. You just throw them out there. And when he came off of the committee, um, you know, he even agreed. He's like, wow. He's like, you know, us Democrats are going to have to kind of change our tune a little bit. I mean, it's very evident these narco terrorists are, are human trafficking people. He's like, so instead of just criticizing you Republicans all the time, you know, we, we ought to be changing our narrative, too. Well, that's the you know, the, the, the point you made on. Uh, on indentured servants, it's the same. Uh, issue almost on fentanyl we we are approaching within the next couple of years having as many people die from chinese either manufactured or supplied uh fentanyl as we lost in world war ii it's and, it's and think, think about the terrorist aspect of it too i mean yeah it, oh absolutely if our ambulance driver is, is having to be treated at the hospital for merely touching the hand of it right. what happens when this is dropped into our water supply absolutely or I've read now in, in the Northeast, uh, they're throwing, uh, you know, or rubbing a bit of uh, fentanyl on dollar bills, folding them in half and dropping them on the ground. And somebody comes along and picks it up and they, they straighten it out and, you know, make sure it's nice and trim again, put it in their wallet and they have it on their hands and they die. Act of war. That's what it is. It's an yeah. act of war. It is an act of war. It's exactly okay, right. Let me, let me throw this out there first for both of you. Okay. We have sanctions on Putin. We have sanctions on Syria. We have sanctions on this one. We have sanctions on that one. Okay. But yet we have a major trading partner called China, the Communist Party of China, CCP, PLA. Okay. Yet we do trade every day with them. We had this guy Z come into San Francisco. All the corporate heads and the biggest corporation and funds went and bowed down to him. And we're not doing nothing about it, knowing that they're either processing it or giving the materials to process it in Mexico. Our government does nothing. But how many days or how many times have you heard on TV, cable, radio, we have a substance abuse problem. We, you know, we used to call them drug addicts in my day, called more. In my day, they would call you're a drug addict, you're an alcoholic, right? So we don't want to offend anybody now. So we say, well, they had a substance abuse and they died from a substance abuse. Oh, we need more resources. You know, the magic word in government today, state and federal government, is resources, right? It just means money. We need more resources. We need more doctors. We need more psychiatrists. The, the young guys are on drugs. We hear this all the time, but nobody gets excited about fentanyl in China. What do we do there? How do you, how do you solve that problem? You know, that's that's a much bigger fish to fry. I mean, think about how much um, normal medicine, um, you know, cancer medicine, 
all these other sicknesses we depend on China for because we've, we've literally gotten rid of all of our manufacturing of basic Mm -hmm. necessities. And, you know, so we'll just let them poison us because, you know, we need the other versions of poison and medication. You know, one of, one of the things that we could do as a state, if we declared an invasion would be tariff goods for Mexico. I mean, you go into Home Depot, Lowe's, you go try buying a refrigerator, you go to Napa, try to buy some car parts. What's it going to say? Made in Mexico, right? Why aren't we putting a tariff on all those things? Um, it, it solves the solution that we talked about earlier of costing the government more in legitimate trade than illegitimate trade. Uh, and meanwhile, it's a great, nice and tax incentive that we can use to go and enforce uh, the fentanyl problem that we have. I like that. That sounds like Ronald Reagan to me. I remember <laughs> back in the day, Michael remember that. Ronald Reagan, long time ago, uh, when Honda and, and Toyota were shipping all the cars in, I mean, they were doing monster shipping, big business. And, you know, it was off balance. They weren't buying American product. Uh, he just said, OK, I'm going to tax him. And what did that ha- what happened? They moved the plants here, Colton. They started building Toyotas and Hondas and Subarus in America. Yeah, it's very amazing how that type of economics just works out that way. You know? yeah. And like, like you said, the, 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 like we've all said this afternoon, the, 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 uh, the, the United States business is so up to its neck in this. You know, they want these people to come to work in this country, and a lot of them work in dangerous situations for less than minimum wage. But we're also very happy to move companies to China where they work with slave labor. Or they help the Chinese to build uh, concentration camps for, for their Islamic population. It's a, it's a dirty country. You know, there's not a lot to be proud in America at the, of in America at the moment except for our heritage and the duty we have to protect that and further that, uh, to the, as you said, Colonel, or uh, both of you said, to, for the next generation. But this country stinks of corruption and greed and, and not giving a damn about the guy next door or his kids. It's a, it's a terrible situation for us to be in. And uh, it, it just gets worse and worse. And even we often, we often talk, Senator, that one of the big problems we have in the United States is that the, the clergy have really abandoned it and sided with, uh, uh, sided with the government. You know, closing churches because of the flu, or or, or just not condemning wars uh, that are that are pieces of idiocy, and yet uh, they they don't. They've just kind of withdrawn from their job as as the the leader of their flocks, the protectors of their flocks, and their protective pro- protector of all all of all humans. They just won't take a chance. You know, you see here in Georgia, um, a lot of church uh, ha- churches have de- have been very dependent on a couple of these religious organizations uh, to lobby uh, on b- on behalf of morality here at the Capitol. Yeah, and uh, a lot of times they're their own worst enemy. I mean, we- we've had a transgender bill that came through uh, last session, and we were trying to outlaw uh, any type of transgender surgery for those under eighteen and include puberty blockers. And it was funny, the uh, the religious lobby who had pushed this bill all the way through decided to compromise at the very last minute and allow these puberty blockers to come through. And it's like, you guys have been so steadfast and so strong through this entire process, but you're willing to, to bend a knee and cave to evil right at the last minute. Man, that it's is hard. terrible. It is, it is very hard to understand what they're teaching these days to, in seminaries or 
why why the, the clergy don't seem to be familiar with the word abomination it it is a, it is a conundrum another conundrum i guess the world's full of them right? maybe because right. i'm so old but my good god it's it's uh if if there was ever a time we needed god on our side this is it and the clergy has a splendid opportunity to recover some of its uh reputation for just wanting to put pocketbooks in the pews but well, I, I don't Go ahead. I'm sorry, Cole. I, I was just going to say, I don't, I don't say God bless America anymore. I say God have mercy. God have mercy. Yes. We need to repent before he can be, be much of what we're, what's happening here in the United States. The United States has earned, uh, the American people have earned by turning their back on so many of, of, uh, uh, of the blessings of God. We were the one nation on this earth that could really be a neutral nation in terms of, of the world and let other people fight their own battles. But we, we didn't choose to do that. We had no, no, and then we, no, and then we wanted to be multicultural. Come on, Mike, let's be honest. Since we were young and we're old dudes now, you know, Colton, since we were young, everybody poured in. We had to have the Buddhism, the Hinduism, the voodoo, you name it, whatever it is. And everybody celebrated the multiculturalism. Oh, it's so great. Look at, oh, look at this. Look at that. Look at this. And they were building temples and they're building this and they're building other houses of worship. And that was okay to, to do that. But it wasn't okay to have Christianity, to have the Ten Commandments, no. you know, to have prayer in school. And and who is the biggest, you know, th th who, who loses in this? Is the American people where this country was founded on Christianity. It's so bad now. The Catholic Church are sending West African pastors to America, Colton. That's how bad it is. Yeah, it was funny. The Atlanta news media, they they rushed to me when we were uh, talking about affirmative action here in the Georgia Capitol. And they were expecting a, you know, a good fire response from the senator from Northwest Georgia. And uh, I just gave him the quote from MLK, you know, let's judge not by the color of our skin, but by the content of our character. Yeah. And they did not publish my response to their <laughs> quotes about affirmative action. And it's like one of the most notable Georgians ever in the history. One of the greatest fighters of justice, MLK. And we've completely lost sight of that. Oh, my gosh. Terrible. We're coming down to the last couple of minutes. Boy, it's been a pleasure. Our special guest today is Senator Colton Moore, brave man, patriot, Northwest Georgia, fighting the good fight. We need more of you guys in Georgia to join him. No matter what part of Georgia you're in, you need to join with Senator Moore. Get your guys off their butt down there in Georgia. We can't, you know, it's that was a big conundrum to begin with at the last election cycle. And look what they're going through now. With And, and, and uh, you're standing strong. So let, let me ask you one question before we sign off. What is it? Is it your faith that makes you so strong? How are you so strong in standing up to these demons? Well, I tell you, there's there's only two things I'm afraid of. And um, I know they're both there and I can't see either one of them. And that's God and electricity. So. Uh, <laughs> you know. you go. Great. So I want to thank our special guest today. Senator Colton Moore fighting the fight. We're going to try to get his letter up on the network and let everybody get to read a copy. All right. So let's keep it uh, real short. We want to thank Senator Moore and uh, thank, thank everybody for joining us on the mission. National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. And we mean that with liberty and justice for all. And don't forget, like I always say, at the beginning of the show, we have such great music. 
that takes this show in. It's like Victory at Sea. If you go on YouTube and look up Victory at Sea, great show back in the old days. Mike and I were young when that show was out. One of the greatest shows on TV. And then we have one of our fellow members on the National Security Hour, Ed Hoagland, who reads the verbiage while the music's playing in the background. And let me tell you something. You don't want to be anywhere but at AmericaOutloud.news. That's AmericaOutloud.news 24-7, where you come to hear military intel experts on 7 o'clock, Monday to Friday, and where you hear liberty and justice for all. Senator Colton Moore, we salute you, sir. And in my best Georgia accent, I hope you get much more people on on the train with you, sir. Well, much obliged. We appreciate you, Mike. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. God bless sir. you.